Hey, hello, what's up, and welcome into this week's episode of the Garage Podcast. I am Ted, joined as always by show creator David. Hello, David. How are you? Hello, Ted. I am fantastic. How are you? I'm good, man. Um, uh, it's been raining a lot, so you know, I'm just kind of <laughs> yeah. dealing with that right now. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's but just... otherwise, I'm good. You know. <laughs> right. It's it's like rain, and then we're recording like five hours later than we normally not that long but yeah you know it's and plus you're now since you are now currently uh residing in uh in louisville you are one yes. hour ahead so mm-hmm. you get it's the nice and late here yes you get the distinct pleasure of being uh one hour ahead of me so mm-hmm. congratulations on that but uh yes, you know i have some notes from the future <laughs> shit is still fucked up Right, dude. not much uh, changes in the next hour <laughs> <laughs> on thursday someone poisons the coffee do not drink the coffee <laughs> more instructions to follow formally future dwayne <laughs> all right uh yeah now that we got all the boilerplate it's raining everything sucks bullshit out of the way uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh this week we're going to kick off get it that's a pun uh yes march uh, or yeah. martial arts month uh, that we talked about on the last episode oh and on this one, that's right, we're going to talk about how everybody was kung fu fighting. Yeah. The kicks were fast as lightning. Yes, they were. It was a little bit frightening. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit frightening. But just a little but bit, they not fought, a lot. But they fought with expert timing. Yes. Yes. That is also a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a great start. Yeah, uh, it's late. I'm tired. It's been raining. Maybe I'm depressed. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, we're very excited for this episode. All jokes aside, went like we talked about last week. We are very extremely excited about it, myself in particular. And I know David is uh, warming up to the idea as well. Yes. Uh, this week, we are going to cover Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. Now, as we have discussed previously, we're going to break down the uh, overall genre, if you will, of martial arts films into a few different subgenres or categories this week being Kung Fu and how we're defining a Kung Fu movie as one that takes place. And, uh, uh, I guess the timing and the setting is, is not super important, uh, to the definition, but it takes place in some time is fairly grounded in reality, um, with some exceptions. And, and we'll, we'll get to that specifically with Kung Fu Hustle, which is one of the films we're going to cover, but, mm-hmm. um, it, it doesn't have any of the high fantasy or like wire foo type elements of a wuja film. So nothing like the wire foo of crouching tiger or uh, anything like that. So these, uh, with, again, with the exception of Kung Fu hustle, which we're going to make a, you know, exception for, cause fuck you. That's why uh, <laughs> these are all pretty well grounded in believability. Right. Before we get to that, a few quick things to cover. First is a thank you to all of our subscribers, both old and new for those who have been around for a while. God only knows why. Uh, for those who are just joining us, God only knows why. But we thank you for wasting your time with us uh, once a week for an hour or so. That's pretty dope that you care about what us two jabronis have to say. It is, in fact, super dope. And yeah. from the bottom of our uh, cold, cold, dead, dead hearts, <laughs> but but geeky, nerdy hearts, we we thank you. Our our deepest. Uh, Thanks and condolences. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait until I'm an old man, as if I'm not already an old man. Uh, I can't wait until I'm an older man, so I can tell all you young whippersnappers, back in my day, it wasn't cool to be a nerd. People didn't go see comic book movies because they sucked. 
Right. So the kid running down the hallway slapped the Pokemon cards out of your yeah. hands. Because yeah, you used to get your ass kicked for shit like that. <laughs> right. And you couldn't be like, oh, they're not, they're not Pokemon cards, so they're Magic the Gathering cards. And then they like punch you in then the face. Then you got it worse. <laughs> because yeah. then you like, before you could be like, no, I'm holding these for a friend. I don't know what they are. But then when you come out and you're like, these are these cards, then pff, you're outed, man. You're fucked. Right. But yeah. yeah. Just terrible times. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was the dark ages. But no, it's cool that uh, in some ways that it's, it's you know, accepted and everything. The, now, so. Yeah. The nerds have truly inherited the universe. Yeah. We're all your bosses now. So suck it. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, we already kind of gave a definition of what makes a kung fu film. Uh, so this week we're going to be covering four movies that range from very serious and dramatic to very silly and whatever the opposite of dramatic is and those are end of the dragon starring the one and only inimitable bruce lee police story with uh the goat jackie chan yep. 36 chamber of shaolin with uh gordon Liu, and kung fu hustle written directed and starring stephen chow uh again kung fu hustle is is definitely stretching the limits of uh of what we're considering a kung fu movie by definition by our working definition but it's in the title so you know yeah i mean yeah you have to throw it in there and plus you know we we set out with uh having all four of these weeks span a wide variety of each fighting genre and i think we actually did a pretty good job with kung fu like starting out the you know the first week uh spanning a wide wide you know birth of like kung fu movies um you right know, r- going from super serious t- you know ranging to uh super silly so right and and still sticking to kung fu for so, sure yeah yeah so uh, i think now that all that's covered let's uh let's get this one off david so let's let's start off yeah. with um you know the granddaddy of them all so to speak definitely not the yes. first martial arts film but I think probably the one that the most people point to is like, oh yeah, I've seen that movie or, you know, Enter the Dragon is like mimetic at this point. You can't really overstate its influence. Yeah. Uh, Apparently Enter the Dragon is uh, heralded as like either one of or the greatest Kung Fu movies of all time or martial arts movies. Yeah. Depending on who you talk to and what they're into, this is definitely like the 1A, 1B there's a lot of arguments that are made for 36 chamber. Um, there's, there's some for some of the films like King who and things like that, that are a little more artistic. Um, which is not to say that these films don't have any artistic merit, but just that, you know, he was more of an artsy type filmmaker. Um, but yeah, I mean, enter the dragon is pretty much like, you know, like I said, it's mimetic. Uh, mortal Kombat is basically what if enter the dragon, but insane, you know? Okay. So, Right off the bat, I'm going to go ahead and thank you for saying that because I wasn't going to bring it up for fear that you would like just straight up make fun of me for it. Um, but no, uh, I, mean, like, I was I was watching this and I was like, OK, what is this supposed to be like Mortal Kombat before Mortal Kombat was a thing? Yeah, I mean, the, the guys that um, what is now part of at NetherRealm Studios, basically, or, or, you know, what used to be part of Midway, but. Those guys basically should bow at the altar of Enter the Dragon because they watched that movie on a Saturday night stoned eating dominoes and were like, okay, but what if, hear me out, like we added magic. 
And right. I'm not against that because Mortal Kombat fucking rules. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty like the first Mortal Kombat movie is basically Enter the Dragon for the first half of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I was watching it and I was like, wait, a like everyone is flocking to this one island. They all yeah. have like their own mystery families. island, martial arts tournament uh life or death right. stakes <laughs> yeah and uh, and the dude uh, like the main baddie looks almost exactly like shang sun i was i was like yeah. what is going on here um but yeah i i actually really liked this a lot um i i, I think technically you have to like this movie i don't think it's an option to not like it um you're just flat out wrong yeah, uh, pretty much. That's that's factual. If you like action movies or martial arts films and you don't like Another Dragon, number one, you're wrong. Number two, you should probably have your head examined because there's something drastically uh, wrong with you. Yeah. But, uh, you know, David, I think this was your first time seeing this. I- I've watched it a million times because, you know, I love this type of movie. But uh, yeah. what uh, what were your thoughts on it? Uh, so, yeah, like I said, I liked it a lot. It's, I think it's only my second bruce lee movie um my first was um what was the first one that i i watched that it was the one that you recommended uh the one uh the one where he fights chuck norris i think it's in this this uh lee canon yeah, yeah if i recall correctly the, we watched it together is the way of the dragon with uh, chuck norris yeah 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 it's uh yeah i i like that one a lot um this one was was pretty great too like i said uh, it, it was kind of fun to watch it and draw those parallels from mortal Kombat because mortal Kombat was one of the staples uh of my my childhood upbringing like me and sure. my younger brother um both younger brothers but especially josh he uh we just we watched this movie incessantly um and we would just act out like the fight scenes like fucking idiots um but but yeah so watching this movie and and seeing the parallels that was a lot of fun um i uh let's see so Uh, i sorry go ahead no i was gonna say if you don't mind i'm gonna cut in real quick and, and say yeah go for it um i mean i definitely agree with you um like I said, it's it's the parallels with Mortal Kombat are pretty obvious. How you know MK basically just ripped this film off, but um, you know this is a setup for a lot of movies. You know, Bloodsport is the same way. There's a mysterious mm-hmm. tournament. It's in it's not in on it's not on an island, and it's <coughs> based on a true story. Uh, but you know, I mean, this is the same kind of setup. This is a pretty standard like martial arts film setup, right? You know, these types of films are, generally speaking, not super plot heavy. You know, it's a a revenge tale or, you know, like Enter the Dragon is, um, you know, Han on the island is like stolen or was a student of the Shaolin and is using that for his own personal gain and for evil now. So you have to stop him because reasons, you know, Um, it's it's pretty plot thin, like a lot of B movies or action movies. And that's fine. Yeah. You know. You 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 brought a good point in the notes, which kind of I'll segue into um, sure. where you said you liked how the fight sequences were very major plots or pillars in the plot of the film. And, right. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I was sorry. I was just going to say, like, real quick, I was reading that uh, this a lot of the time is a, a very popular fil- uh, structure for 
like martial arts and kung fu films in particular where kind of like musicals there's a certain ratio of music to like dialogue there's like a certain ratio of fighting to dialogue and like it's the the fighting that kind of moves the movie along instead of like yes. the other yes. way around um, exactly. and that's that's pretty much the the feeling that i got from this movie and so like doing a little bit of like uh, background reading and, and just even reading through that article we were talking about and uh, that we were going off of um, that men's health article mm-hmm. um, uh, helped me gain a little bit of knowledge as to why this film is so iconic within the the martial arts and kung fu genre um, so yeah I just wanted to sure. throw that out real quick no but I, I I'm really glad you picked up on that in the sense of, you know, the the fighting and the martial arts move the film forward and they're like a central element of the plot because that's, I don't want to say it's 100% the point of the film, but it's definitely like a very large portion of it, you know, if not the outright point of it. So right. it, it does drive the film forward and it's designed to, it's designed to add beauty and, and purpose to the film. Maybe not beauty in, in, uh, in every film, you know, there are some, we'll cover this a little more with the Wuja style films where like the choreography is very beautiful and intricate and, and everything. But uh, with films like this, it's like the point, right? Like I said, right. pretty much like I said, so yeah. I'm glad you picked up on that. I, you know, I, I love this movie. I watch it a couple of times a year, basically for the last ever forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I love Bruce Lee obviously. And uh, definitely worship at the altar of this film. Um, right. I, that what? said, I mean, it's kind of goofy in places. Um, sure, a which, little bit. Which I think are, I don't think it's necessary. I do think there are some intentionally comedic bits in the film, right? Like I yeah. think there are intentional jokes in basically every film, maybe not every single film that's ever been made, but the vast majority, like comedy is, is part of human nature, right? Right. So I think that there are intentionally comedic bits uh, everywhere. I, I do think that there are some parts that, don't don't mean to be funny or maybe haven't aged well sure um for example uh tackling police brutality with kung fu uh (laughs) while amusing is probably not something that would fly now (laughs) yeah i that was one of the things uh, that that stood out to me i was like Yikes. Um, like you said, it was kind of entertaining to watch. Like, ha get you pigs. Right, yeah. <laughs> but at the like same time, it's kind of like, hmm. yeah. <laughs> Right, <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like this is a more systemic problem that we would need more than roundhouse <laughs> kicks for, but yeah. God bless uh, you, son. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, like, that dude was a, you know, a pretty serious fighter, and I liked yeah. his fighting style, and, you know, he was a, a great part of the movie, but... I do feel like he was, you know, if there was like comedic relief or a comedic relief character, like he was it. Like, mm-hmm. But I, I mean, but not like that was, you know, when they were writing this movie and writing his character, like, I don't think that right. was their intention. Like, it didn't really feel like that. They just kind of mm-hmm. by happenstance, maybe like he had the funny parts of the movie. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's an action movie from 1973 made in you know a joint hong kong u.s production so it's probably not super concerned with what was you know (laughs) politically correct at the time right i also like that there's some self-awareness in this film 
a lot of kung fu movies take themselves too seriously and in parts this one does too don't get me wrong but there are some mm-hmm. great self-aware moments like uh, at the beginning when they're talking to bruce lee trying to recruit him to go to this island and fight the tournament he's like if the guy's so bad why not just take a gun get a 45 and bang <laughs> and the dude's just like we can't do that and it's never really explained why <laughs> they just sort of hand wave it away like no we can't do that i'm like why <laughs> Why? <laughs> right, because we wouldn't. The man's have a got move. a. We right. wouldn't have the a man otherwise. <laughs> exactly, because again, the kung fu is the point, right? Right. Uh, but he he did raise a good point. You know, uh, it would be a short film. I grant you that, but no less entertaining, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're like, yeah, we 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 wouldn't be able to send you in and, uh, you know, enjoy this Mortal Combat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what, what's there was he... even a Goro character. Bolo Jung is in this movie. <laughs> He's basically prototype Goro. My God, this movie is just 100% Mortal Kombat ripoff. Or Mortal Kombat 100% ripped this off. Yeah. Um, wh- did I read correctly that this was Bruce Lee's last film? That is correct. He actually okay. died um, in between wrapping production and the film premiering. So gotcha. uh, this was released posthumously. So, yeah, I, I don't know. So this was, um, you know, uh, for the sake of being candid, this was the first movie that I watched. And, you know, when we decided that we were going to watch or cover Kung Fu first, um, and we were throwing out ideas, you're like, we have to cover this movie. And I was like, okay. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And it ended up being the first one that I watched. So it is the... Uh, the one that I recall the least amount about. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, like I said, overall, I, I really, I really liked it. Uh, I thought the scene with all the mirrors was fucking awesome. And yeah, I like the way, sequence. like, I can't imagine like how much of a fucking nightmare <laughs> that would have, would have been to yeah. film. But, you know, what's funny is, um, they like they didn't want to do that scene. Bruce Lee didn't want to do that scene. Oh, really? Yeah, they wanted to. They, he didn't want to do it because he was like, I don't know how it'll work. And so they, uh, I think it was Lee. Maybe it was the studio. I, somebody didn't want to do it. And then they brought them in and showed them how it was going to be. And they were like, Okay, this actually kind of fucking rules. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it always like I had to look up how they managed to pull that off without anything being visible. And the way they did it was they basically hid the camera behind a fake glass panel, fake mirror panel. Oh, okay. Which that is, makes I was like, oh, that's, that makes a lot of sense. That's genius. But yeah, that, that scene is great. And uh, it's a great climax to the film because it's got um, just enough suspense. And of course the action keeps. And then of course, I mean, that, that setup has been done several times. You know, several homages have been done to that. They did that yeah, to John Wick 2. Yeah, I was just um, about to bring that up because, you know, recently I, I went through the John Wick movies again because you know no reasons are needed Um, (laughs) and i like i literally just thought of that i was like oh shit like the the you know the end uh of john wick 2 like you know the main or the you know the climax fight scene with him and um what's what's her name i i can't even remember her name uh the uh ruby rose yes yes thank you um and w- with all the mirrors and I-, I feel like we when we cover john wick one <laughs> two um <laughs> oh there goes the Sorry, doggy there's, there's there's my dog having a <laughs> he wants to voice his opinion there oh yes uh, uh chime in 
uh, yeah. your dogs chimes in with the haven't you people ever heard of opening the <laughs> yeah. goddamn opening the goddamn door. office door so I can get out. Yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, uh, definitely lots of mirror uh, homages, like you said, in uh, in cinematic history, kind of sure. back to. to uh, I mean, not just I mean the the mirror thing, but. Bruce Lee is such an icon and his films endure so, so hard because of so many different homages, you know, they're, uh, the bride's outfit and kill bill is, is, mm-hmm. you know, a direct lift from, from, from him. Um, the sequence at the end of John wick three, where they're ascending the staircase, that's a direct homage to game of death. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's game of death. So there's just a lot of those. And, 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 you know, again, you can't overstate how influential he was or his films were. Right. Okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna do a quick uh, little segue here. So, uh, one of Jackie Chan's early roles, believe it or not, was in Air of the Dragon*. He plays one of the uh, the thugs or um, bodyguards or what have you, one of the guys that attacks Lee. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chan actually tells a funny story about being in this. You know, he was like, everybody looked up to Bruce Lee. Yeah, you know, everybody knew Bruce Lee was. Everybody looked up to him in, in, in Hong Kong um, films and, and and that little that community. And he says, you know, so it was an honor to work with him. And, and then during the filming, he hits me in the scene. He's supposed to hit me, but he he's like, he, he hit me for real mm-hmm. um, by accident. You know, he didn't mean to hit him. Lee didn't mean to hit him. And, and Chan goes, and I knew my opportunity to like to spend a little time with him was to act hurt. So I acted like he really just walloped me. <laughs> <laughs> like he really just knocked the shit out of me. Yeah. He's like, so I'm sitting there and I've got my head, my hands over my head. And just, oh, and you know, Bruce rushes over and he's like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And he's like, and that's the story of how I got to hang out with Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to imagine that, you know, if you get, you know, quote unquote, accidentally hit by Bruce Lee, that you want to kind of milk it. And well, of course, should I do the same? I'd act like I was goddamn dying. I ain't ashamed. <laughs> oh, you got me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I bring that story up to, to segue into our next film. I'm sorry, David, I cut you off. Nope, nope, go ahead. Uh, to segue into our next film, which is Police Story, uh, a classic Jackie Chan film, perhaps his greatest. That's that's up for some discussion. Um, what I love about this film, and one of the reasons that we picked it, is because it's got a good mix of the more serious elements and some of the comedic stuff that uh, Chan is known for and that, and that the genre can offer, some of the more slapstick-style elements. Yeah, for sure. So, David, what were your thoughts on this one? Uh, so, inarguably, I, I think Jackie Chan is the GOAT. He, you know, I Yeah, that's I, not up for debate. Yeah. <laughs> at all. I mean, just yeah. like you must love Enter the Dragon, you must love Jackie Chan um, mm-hmm. and, and worship at the altar that is Jackie Chan. Um, uh, so, I don't know. I love Jackie Chan. Like, I have been... I'm not well versed in like all of his movies, especially his right. earlier roles. I ashamedly, I'm mostly familiar with Rush Hour, um, like the Rush Hour franchise. That's kind of mm-hmm. what I what I grew up with. Similar to like Mortal Kombat, like mm-hmm. that's that's the Jackie Chan stuff that I'm I'm pretty familiar with, uh, and, and that's what I would watch those movies for was his fighting because it was like it looked so fucking effortless and mm-hmm. that's what i was looking forward to with these movies uh, or with you know with police story is seeing 
um, you know, a combination of him like playing a, a cop, which was kind of like off type. It, it seemed like, you know, watching Jackie Chan hold a gun was a little um, odd uh, at first. Uh, but, yeah. you know, then then ensues the, you know, the hand to hand combat. Right. And uh, and just, you know, the the swinging arms, like lots of flailing and, you know, and uh, and kicking the the way that it's just the way the choreography is is set and um Mm -hmm. the way that they move is just i don't know it's so hard to describe but i love the way it looks it just it's so fucking fun to watch um no i agree i agree 100 percent. it's so kinetic yeah you know a lot of um a lot of action films particularly a lot of like hollywood action films are very once you've seen a film like police story or or something similar they're they're like it's like watching something in slow motion it's like watching paint dry almost um because it's just it's so frenetic it's so kinetic uh the fight scenes in like police story um or or really most of like the chan and sammo hung films and then you know a lot of the other kung fu and martial arts films of of hong kong or or ever um it's just like too completely. It's like watching something in fast forward compared to something from Hollywood. Right. Um, I, I know that a lot of people will probably think to themselves or ask us like, why did you pick police story instead of one of his more straight ahead Kung Fu movies? Like maybe legend of drunken master. Right. Um, or, or something like that. And the reason is simple one, because fuck you, we make the decision for you. <laughs> Uh, but also because this one was readily available for streaming, so <laughs> yeah, that 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 also plays a big part that in our decision. Big, that played a big part in it. Anything um, that that we don't have to, you know, actively go out and either purchase or rent to stream mm-hmm. is a huge plus. So yeah, yeah and, uh, and, and not, it's, not just go ahead. Uh, we also wanted to take that into account for you guys. Exactly, uh, so, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, so you know, we we put out the list of movies ahead of time. So, uh, you know, for you listeners to gear up for the episode, you can go out and watch any of the movies that you want, especially if it's watching it for the first time and you want to, you know, hear us talk about it and, you know, nothing spoiled for you, then you can do that. And you don't, if you end up shelling out any money to rent, it's very, uh, very minimal, uh, doll hairs. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Uh and this this one's streaming in a couple of different places. It's on Criterion channel as well as HBO Max, I think. Um Right. So so it's 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 not everywhere, but it's not like again something you have to go out and, and seek out and rent or or buy digital copies of or even, you know, physical copies of which support physical media, but that's not here. That's another discussion. Yeah. Um But yeah, this movie has uh Jackie Chan within the first like mm, 10 minutes uh hanging off of the side of a fucking bus. Yeah. Yeah, this movie starts at 10 and does not slow down. Um, yeah, it, just the way I like it. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is another, I mean, that that's another hallmark or trademark of his films, you know, and his, his stonework right. and his choreography. It's just like, I don't think the guy has ever, I, I don't think he's ever taken into consideration, like, maybe don't start off with the huge moment. And then he's just like, no, 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 that's not the big moment. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? That's like, you're hanging off of a double-decker fucking bus with an umbrella while guys are stomping on you, trying to get right. you off of it. 
I mean, literally, this is, if you haven't seen this film, spoiler alert, but for those of you that have, you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that within the first 15 minutes, this is not an exaggeration, within the first 15 minutes of the film, there's a car chase down the side of a mountain through a village. There's an ongoing shootout. Jackie Chan hangs off of an umbrella or hangs off of a bus with an umbrella that is speeding down this mountain road. Yep. He is then thrown from the bus and rolls about 4,000 goddamn times. <laughs> he then stops a bus that throws several people off of it at his feet, mm-hmm. maybe five feet from him where he's standing. Right. That is the first scene of this movie. Yeah. And, and it was like all his idea too. He was like, yeah. yes, I want all this to happen to me. Yeah. This will be a good idea. Uh, that is a small snippet of why Jackie Chan is the greatest action star of all time, <laughs> and nobody is coming close, folks. Uh, it's, I don't make the rules, okay? But we're going to abide by these, goddammit. Right. We will abide. Yeah. Uh, uh, but but again, this this has a the good balance of, of serious stuff, because, you know, it's a, it's a bully story. There's crime involved and things like that, and there's stakes and things, but... Right. Uh, it's also got some of that comedic stuff, like a lot of the slapstick that he's known for. There's a great scene um, where he he turns to 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 move and like hits a pane of glass, <laughs> uh, and and it's just like oh, you know, and it has that typical like the almost the mimetic like Jackie Chan, I hurt myself face. Right. Um, yeah. You know, he does different stuff. There, there's a, a fight in a shopping mall, which just on its face is funny. Right. Uh, and then the stone work, of course, is like fucking untouchable. Second to none. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the uh, the scenes that really stick out to me, uh, as far as like the, the funny ones, there is, um, I, I mean, there's there's no stunt work or action or anything to the scene that, that I remember, but it probably took a lot of practice and blocking and whatnot is when the... Uh, I forget the character's name that, that he's supposed to be protecting. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he invites her to his apartment or his house, wherever to, um, to hang out there. And he's like taking a shower and his girlfriend walks in and he's like talking about his girlfriend. And um, he, she, she's trying to get him to say nice things about his girlfriend. So, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because she's there. And uh, she's like, no, he's just he's dogging kind of her. A, yeah he's like no she's kind of a pain in the ass sometimes yeah. <laughs> and she's like yeah but you really love her right wink wink um that uh that was pretty funny uh like i said you know not really um you know action heavy of course but it was uh it was pretty fun and then the mm-hmm. scene in the police station where the dude's like hey i'm gonna go take a dump and uh like he is juggling like five phones at the same time yeah uh like it it was also like kind of comedically dark because like he he literally picks up one phone he's like she's like hi i'm being raped and i was like holy shit what the fuck it goes hard Uh, yeah it's a a different time and a different country super well but (laughs) yeah different time different country um the rules it was the the 80s you know we didn't know what anything bad was yet yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. it was a it's a a weird time um but yeah there's that and then the of course the last scene the the, um you know the mall scene that you mentioned like Mm -hmm. there what what was so great is that i felt like that the ending um 
perfectly perfectly encapsulated what's what the movie was that that blend of comedy and and mm-hmm. seriousness because you know there there was a bit of comedy mixed into the fight choreography <clears throat> and then like you have him like snapping at the end where you know he's like you've seen it in like a million movies by now where like the police officer goes like rogue and right. he goes off the reservation he's like fuck the police force um and you see it, but like like he's got serious acting chops uh, mm-hmm. i was like holy shit like jackie chan's like tearing it up on screen yeah. um so yeah that was uh i mean in more ways than one a, a lot of fun to watch that last scene in the mall and then like they're like three or four different camera angles they had of him like sliding down that pole like a like fireman style yeah so um funny story is they they had to film that at night because that was an actual shopping mall right an operating shopping mall so um they had to film that and they had to do they were like we have time for one take basically so it has to be perfect they get everything set up and as he's sliding down and all the lights are coming down around him and everything and the sparks are flying like he's he's being shocked and getting burns on his hands while doing that. And and they were like, he crashes down. And of course, like is fucking miserable. I'm sure. (laughs) And they're just like, all right, cool. Now we got to clean up. So the mall can open. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that's a, that's a great, that's a great stunt. And I mean, of course, Jackie Chan is known for his, his stunt work, I think primarily. Um, And that's, that's definitely in the pantheon. Yeah. Um, Is it, I, I was going to wait until we, we recorded this podcast to ask you this, but I noticed in a lot of the movies that I've been watching lately, like Kung Fu and otherwise uh, martial arts movies that in the, like the, while the credits are rolling, like the initial credits, you see like the behind the scenes where like people where they're, you know, filming and, <clears throat> you know, someone like actually gets hit and then you see them mm-hmm. like, uh, the next clip is them like bandaging up their nose or like putting like the the uh, the stretchy tape on like their their shins the or KT whatever. Tape, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thank you. And um, and so I saw that in this movie. I feel like I saw it in at least one or two other movies that I I've watched so far. Um, I know I saw it in that chocolate right. movie. Um, at mm. the end. So I know that Jackie Chan has done that in his films for a long time. Um, okay. he shows a lot of the bloopers. Sure. Um, and and some of the injuries that he sustained in filming, um, I don't I don't know that he started that movement or that that idea necessarily, but I do know right. that he's he's done that for a long time. Um, other films do that as well, but again, I, I don't know who would like to credit with starting that as you know the first film to do that. Sure, but yeah, either way, it, it's I don't know. It just adds another level of interest to the movie because i agree it, and it, it really shows you what it takes and and for yeah. for me personally at least it gives me even more of an appreciation for the people involved in, oh for in, sure in because these it, things because it shows you that like even though in in a lot of the scenes you can clearly see that they have practiced this uh you know diligently and well enough to the point where they can make it look like they're hitting each other without hitting each other mm-hmm. that occasionally they will accidentally hit each other um and uh, it's you know i mean i'm hesitant I mean, to say the word it's fun to watch that because I right. mean, you know they're actually getting hurt which is 
obviously not so much fun for them, but it's like I said, adds uh, you know another level of appreciation, like you said. For, for I, I agree, hundred percent. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it shows that they're out there doing it for real, right? Right. Um, they're not they're not half-assing it, so to speak. So, uh, yeah. like I said, it, it definitely, and I, I agree with with your summation, where it just it gives it gives you such a greater appreciation for what they do. For sure. Yeah. Um, you, uh, you got anything else to add before we move on to, uh, Kung Fu movie number three? Um, you should watch all the Jackie Chan movies because they're all amazing. Except stop with anything past like 2010. Stop there. Uh, but before that, everything's great. (laughs) I think I, I don't know if this came out after 2010. I think it did that the new karate kid movie that he was in, um, I did go I, see. I don't that. remember when that came out, but we're not. We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember it being fun. Like you know, it's got Jackie Chan in it, so by default, it can't be terrible. I remember it not being great um, because you know it's Jaden Smith, and uh, yeah, Jaden Smith yeah. is not a great actor. Um, no, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure, he's a nice kid, but no. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah. So the uh, the third movie we got for you, uh, like we said at the top, is the thirty sixth Chamber of Shaolin, and this movie fucking rules. Yes, it does. I I loved it. Um, I did not realize going in. Um, it, it was maybe about. I don't know, a quarter of the way in that I realized that the, the main character is in fact the same actor that played Pai Mei and mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Moe in uh, Kill Bill uh, volume two and one respectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yep. That is uh, Mr. Gordon Liu. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I don't, I guess I didn't recognize it because uh, in that in Kill Bill, he, he's like Mr. Eyebrows. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He he. As Pai Mei, he's got the long white hair, and then as Johnny Moe, he's got the mask on, right? Right. The, the, yeah. The eye mask. Yeah. So it kind of shields a little bit of his face. But yeah, once you see it, you can never unsee it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um. But yeah, I I don't know. I I love this movie. It's. <clears throat> I'm hesitant to say that it was my favorite out of the four, uh, because I mean I, I really enjoyed all four movies, but. I feel like even though all four of them were or, or are classified as Kung Fu, they each bring something different to the table, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I just, I, I definitely had a, a pretty deep respect for this movie. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. What do, what do you think about it? This to me, this is speaking only for myself. So personally to me, when I think of a Kung Fu movie, I think of something made in the seventies by the Shaw brothers film, Shaw brothers films, um, with the same 40 people in all of them, mm-hmm. you know, as actors. And this checks all those boxes. It's seventies <laughs> movie made by Shaw brothers featuring the same 40 people. Um, to me, this is like almost the quintessential martial arts film or quintessential Kung Fu film. I should say yeah. it's got the setting mm-hmm. uh, that a lot of people are most familiar with for Kung Fu films. So ancient China mm-hmm. or maybe not ancient, but 
um, pre-modern China, right? Right. It's got the the Shaolin Monastery. Mm-hmm. It's got the Kung Fu. It's got some um, extraordinary abilities that are related to like your um, discipline or your your chi. Without going into like the more wuja style wire foo stuff, like I said. So, um, like I said, to me personally, this one just checks all the boxes. I love Enter the Dragon and, you know, I will sing that film's praises. But Mm -hmm. if I'm talking about, for me personally, again, if I'm, if I'm thinking of Kung Fu films, 36 Chamber is pretty much the first one that springs to mind. Yeah. Um, I, I I remember watching this and just texting you be like, all right, so this movie has officially made me feel like the laziest piece of shit of all time. <laughs> and that was about this, about the time where I was watching the scene where, you know, he, he hasn't quite gotten to, um, I, I don't know if they, he had started getting, going through the chambers yet, but mm-hmm. he was at the part where he was holding, they were all holding the buckets and they had yeah. the, the, uh, the metal clasps on their, their arms with the, Mm-hmm. you know the spikes hanging down i i don't know uh, they probably have you know a name but <clears throat> you know the, the point of them was that if you dropped your arms while holding these buckets filled with water that you would stab yourself in the sides um and not only did you have to walk around with these buckets of water but you had to walk up this like pyramid structure um, that was maybe what, like twenty feet high at, at least, right. and and then <clears throat> still holding the buckets in a upright position, like dump the buckets of water down this, like you know, down this pyramid structure that would then recycle the water, and you know, you go back to the bottom and rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was like, just fucking hardcore (laughs) like as i'm sitting on my couch eating funyuns (laughs) right exactly just being like uh i could do that (laughs) (laughs) you're like uh, whatever like you know (laughs) nobody's impressed you know (laughs) yeah it's um yeah it, it was crazy but i i loved the you know all the sequences of him going through the the chambers um, uh, and, uh, I'm trying to think of specific ones that I really liked. I, I like the one where <clears throat> they, they moved, I forget exactly what it was, but it was, it was almost like having to follow a big, like pendulum or something, but he couldn't right. move his head. Like he, he mm-hmm. was only able to move his eyes. Like that was really neat because it didn't really test like physical strength but he just it it was like strengthening that ability to like follow something without Mm -hmm. you know like telegraphing his you know what what he's looking at right um i i also liked the you know the big long like 10 foot pole that he had to use to like bang the gong Mm -hmm. um that that was probably that was i felt pretty iconic um you know when you know he his instructor instructor whoever you know shows him like hey if you pick it up like if you choke up on the the pole a little bit then it gets easier and then he got more and more determined to you know choke down on the pole and and bang the gong you know to you know use uh 
to, to make it heavier or harder for himself. I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. like every single scene. I was like, just, I was thoroughly impressed with the physical um, aspect of things. And then, you know, when, when the fighting became a thing, um, uh, my mind was officially blown. Like, and and like he i I don't know if he was like supposedly invented that weapon that he ended up fighting um you know that right yeah i forget that that guy you know he was kind of like his direct superior um Mm -hmm. that you know he had to challenge to fight in order to become like a uh a leader of one of the chambers right um so does that weapon have a name? Do, do you know by chance? It, I mean, it kind of looks like uh, a, a three piece. I'm, sure, I'm sure it does, uh, but I, I don't know what it is. Yeah, mm. it's it's yeah, fucking it's, it's, cool. It's basically a, a, a pole, yeah, uh, split into three sections connected by chains. So, I, like a three piece nunchuck is not too far off the mark. Um, I, I I don't know what it's actually called, but that's a great scene or a great sequence i guess because it's several different scenes where they're like you have to beat him and he comes and he's like all right well i'll use this weapon and then that fails and he's like all right well i'll use this weapon and then that fails and he's learning as he goes and finally he's like okay this is what i need right and has it created and then goes in and wins um which again is is a, is a trope you know overcoming obstacles and 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 you know martial arts films so right uh yeah like i said this this movie is fun, phenomenal it, even the credits are like <clears throat> Uh, the beginning where there's like the training montage and the credits and he's got like the iron cuffs on and it's just like iconic. Right. Yeah. I, I was like, what, what the hell? Like it just, once again, starting out at 10, uh, just blowing my friggin' mind with all this, all these abilities. Like I really wish uh, my parents had kept me in like karate when I was a kid, but we were, <laughs> we were broke. <laughs> so, you know, we couldn't and afford I was that. white. So, <laughs> <laughs> we we couldn't afford that david deaton karate studios um, oh shit <laughs> yeah bringing it back it's still going i think it, is or it? at least it i think so yeah okay yeah um that guy's got to be like fucking 80 by now <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was um i i mean i i really liked doing that you know when i when i was a kid i, I was pretty mm-hmm. bummed out when i had to stop because and i felt like it would have been really good for me because I, uh, you know, growing up, I didn't have a whole lot of like confidence in general, didn't have a whole lot of confidence mm-hmm. in myself. So yeah, I, if I could swing it and if my kids are interested, like I'd love to enroll them in some self-defense classes and kind of have them grow up with that. And, right on. Um, but, yeah, uh, yeah, I, but, I definitely dig that. Yeah. Um, back to the movie. Um, I, one of the things that I really loved most about it was, like the final like i guess fight sequences where you get like all the callbacks to his training yeah yeah exactly Um, yeah and i I was gonna ask you again about this like is this a a, i feel like this might be a typical trope with like your your classic um kung fu movies that kind of fall into this particular sub-genre where you know you you have callbacks and I would say that um, callbacks or flashbacks to a early, an earlier part of the film is a pretty common trope. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily training, but there are some other examples you can point to of like um, remembering why they're fighting, so to speak. So like thinking about 
um, how the enemy or the bad guy has wronged them and why, you know, finding the will to go on because of that. Right. Definitely. Um, which, while not exactly the same, is very similar. So I, I would say, yeah, it's definitely a trope um, in, in a certain type of film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, like, you know, when, when he gets kicked out of the monastery and he's just, you know, walking around and kind of doing his own thing, like, he's he's progressed to a level of godlike kung fu that he just makes it look so frigging effortless like the way right. that he fights everyone is just <laughs> like it's so defensive that mm-hmm. you know he barely has to like fight at all like it's just it was so much fun to watch but yeah like this movie had my utmost respect um it was you know, a lot of fun to watch and just, I felt like this one taught me a lot about like the Kung Fu film genre and, you know, the, the art of Kung Fu in general. Um, so right. yeah, I feel like it was a good learning experience as well. So. Right on. Yeah. Um, it's a great one to start with. Like I said, when, when I'm considering, what a kung fu film is this is at or near the top of of what i think of uh switching gears a little bit we've covered movies that are very serious in a couple of different ways as well as one that is kind of serious and comedic and now we're just going to say fucking throw all that out the window and and cover one that's really 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 silly Uh, and that's kung fu hustle written and directed by stephen chow yeah this one Um, is straight up redonkulous it's it's so fucking dumb i love it so much (laughs) um what what uh, what did you think about this one, David? Um, like I said, I liked it. There wasn't a movie out of this bunch of four that I disliked. Um, you know, I actively like all of them. Uh, but I will say that this is probably my least favorite out of the four. Um, that you know, that being said, yeah, I I still enjoyed it. It, it was fun to watch. You know, we. You, you had mentioned several times going in like, hey, even though this is a kung fu movie, it is of a much different caliber than, you know, your Jackie Chan film or, you know, a Bruce Lee film. Um, and you are correct. Um, this is like, it felt like Looney Tune-ish almost. That's a very good way to describe it. Yeah, that is an excellent way to describe this film as Looney Tunish. I am that's out of the knock that one out of the park, David. <laughs> um, it's definitely over the top to say the very least, and it it's not. It, I think that it's self aware in the sense of like it knows it's trying to be goofy and over the top, right. but not in the sense where it's trying to be like wink wink nudge nudge hey get it it's a big joke like it definitely treats the martial arts aspect of it with respect yeah while making it as goofy and insane as possible yeah that's definitely the um the the idea that i got because you know there's a lot of goofiness throughout the movie but like as the movie progresses i feel like some of that goofiness like starts to level out and and kind of meets um eye to eye with the with the the action and choreography and it kind of hits this like homeostasis almost uh i can dig that yeah yeah and and then it kind of like all climaxes at the end with 
you know, the giants all, you know, palm, palm print. Yeah. <laughs> palm print, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he just like yeets that guy to into a... the abyss. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he was about to, you know, just yeet him into the fucking sun. And instead, like he, he just punches a hole in the side of the fucking building. <laughs> He's like, yeah, bro. Um, that's going to be your face. If you don't, uh, back the fuck off. And he's like, all right. Um, can you teach me? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I don't, what, what did you think about this movie? So I remember when this movie came out, it kind of, kind of got some hype behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I rented it. And the first time I watched it, I, I was like, <clears throat> okay, sure. It's funny. <laughs> it's got some good action. It didn't really click with me for whatever reason, you know. Sure. Um, I revisited it a few years later, and I was like, it all just kind of clicked into place for me. And I was like, this movie is fucking brilliant <laughs> because it's exactly like you said, like we, like you mentioned a minute ago. It really tries to marry the really goofy, over the top comedy aspects with some of the more serious martial arts aspects. Now, don't get me wrong; the martial arts in this film is is overblown and comedic right i mean it's part of the film but right again it's done it's not done in a disrespectful way to be yeah. like oh this is goofy and and childish like there's still those underlying tropes from a lot of other martial arts films like the hero's journey which of course is not just you know relegated to martial arts films but finding himself finding strength through himself and learning you know a martial art um gaining more knowledge of that martial art through self-discipline and things like that. So the tropes and the classic bits from Kung Fu movies are there, but in a, in a comedic way so that like, you know, they start and he's just like a petty thief or, or whatever, right. you know, and there's like the chain smoking landlord lady, you know, or landlady. Yeah. And like, that's a, those are goofy things, but like, then you see them in the action sequences and you're like, Oh, there, there's actually some serious, like, thought that goes into these so i love this movie um i i wish that um i don't want to say it's underrated because i'm gonna go on my spiel here that i've gone on before like i think that people who have seen it have rated it correctly like it's it's pretty widely beloved by the people who have seen it and watched Mm it i think it's underappreciated in that a lot of people either are like i was when i first watched it and i just didn't get it or like they just don't give it a chance because it's like oh i want to watch a real kung fu movie like this is a real kung fu movie you know it's just it's (laughs) it's funny plus it's a kung fu movie you know right um i i definitely think it 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 gets a lot of well-deserved props i just wish more people were kind of in on it i guess yeah that uh that makes a lot of sense and what you said made a lot of sense like your experience like watching it for the first time and then revisiting it it sounds a lot like what I think could potentially happen to me. Like the way you described your first experience with it, where you're like, yeah, I can dig it, but like, you know, you're not super high on it. You'd much rather go watch like some with Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan, whatever. But, um, so that's kind of how I felt because I was, you know, fresh off the heels of those movies. And I was like, okay, well this, you know, kind of seems like silly nonsense with some, you know, pretty great fight choreography thrown in. But, like, I can see revisiting this, like, maybe six months down the road or a year down the road after watching, like, 30 more kung fu movies of 
uh, or, or martial arts movies in general of, you know, wide varieties. <clears throat> and then coming back to this movie and be like, oh yeah, this movie like totally kicks ass. Um, I remember getting like lots of like serious or, you know, a uh, lot, lots of good chuckles out of like the jokes that they were making. Um, you know, and, and like I said, the, the fighting was awesome. Um, so yeah, I, you know, overall, like I said, I, I really digged it. Um, it, it probably is just, uh, it, it'll take another watch or two before I fully wrap my head around it. That probably just comes from being relatively new to the, the martial arts and Kung Fu genre, um, in general, like I said, so yeah, I, I can dig that. Um, I think that it can be a little difficult to appreciate this movie without a firmer grasp on the genre and some of the tropes and things that it's it's kind of right lovingly mocking, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's a good point. So uh, that's pretty much what we had to cover for this episode. Um, what 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 are your thoughts on the genre? or the subgenre, I guess, of Kung Fu, David, as we are progressing through martial arts films. Uh, I think this was a excellent place to start in retrospect. Um, you know, may, maybe my feelings will change once we hit some other genres or subgenres of martial arts going forward. Um, but yeah, I think this, this was an excellent place to start. Um, especially excellent for our listeners uh, because these four movies have a lot of martial arts actors and stars that are widely, um, uh, widely known, you know, everyone knows who Bruce Lee is. Everyone knows who Jackie Chan is. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, in that regard, I think this was a really good place to start. Um, I'm super excited going forward. Um, I, you know, I'm just excited in general about the idea of widening my knowledge of um, more martial arts movies. Um, I'm <clears throat> really having a good time with this with this theme month. It's it's a lot of fun. Well, yeah, and uh, of course, any excuse to to watch movies um, as a homework assignment is uh, yes, fully that's, embraced. That's pretty by dope, me. also. Yeah. 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 Um, well, that's, that's awesome, man. I'm, I'm glad you're digging it so far. And I agree with you hundred percent. Anytime I can watch movies, uh, as, as homework, that's a, uh, that's a win. Yeah. Uh, next week we're going to cover, uh, Wuja. Yes. Um, for those of you not in the know, as we mentioned earlier, Wuja films typically rely more on fantasy or fantastical elements. So the people flying through the air is a good example. Um, we're still Crouching narrowing tiger. down. Crouching Tiger, that's a good one. Hero is another good one. Probably two movies that we'll cover on the next episode, to be honest with you. We're still uh, working to narrow our list down. Mm-hmm. And uh, as before, we will uh, try and post it a few days early so that you can visit at least some of the stuff we're going to talk about. Yep. Uh, other than that, that'll do it for this one. Oh, nope. Shit. I'm sorry. We got to do shit that doesn't suck. Yeah. So cue, cue that music up and let's do that. Shit that doesn't suck. Uh, all right, so for my shit that doesn't suck this week, I 
just started watching this brand new HBO series. I'm pretty sure it's brand new, brand new to me, at least um, called Hacks. Uh, the premise is that um, there is a uh, the older actor. She's a Las Vegas resident um, comedian. And, you know, so one of those types where she does like three to five shows per week uh, in the same auditorium or auditoriums and you know just has the residency there and and her you know it kind of opens up with her manager uh who is also the one that like or not manager uh he's the one that like says you get these dates or you know uh he's starts to cut her dates back uh because she's um her comedy isn't really aging well and it's, you know, the, the comedy that's fitting in with the, the 2001 landscape is not, uh, not what her comedy is, um, really well suited for. It's very like eighties and nineties style comedy. And so they end up, um, convincing her to hire this, uh, this younger comedian who comes on and they just, are uh they they have a very hilarious hateful back and forth like they just fucking hate each other because they're both in this predicament where they you know they don't want to work together um but they have to because their careers depend on it so it's just a very fun and interesting dynamic so uh, but yeah hacks on eight uh you can watch on an hbo max it's very very funny a little dark but very funny right on so uh, that's cool. Um, for my shit, it doesn't suck. I'm going to cheat because this movie is kind of dumber than shit, but I love it. Uh, <laughs> I saw this in theaters for my birthday. I don't remember when this movie got, I was like, I don't know, 10 or 11 probably. Uh, and that is Eraser starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, I don't know what made me think of this movie a week or so ago, but I was like, I just was like, I have to watch this film. I don't know why. So I rented it. I rented this movie, David, to watch it. I got my girlfriend to watch this movie with me. That's how that's how you know it's love. If she'll watch Eraser with you, she'll either kill you while you're asleep for making her watch Eraser or she actually loves you. <laughs> and since I'm still kicking <laughs> since I'm still kicking, I think it's love, baby. I, um, I I think that needs to be a shirt that goes on our Etsy shop. <laughs> love is watching the movie Eraser, Eraser. <laughs> with your yeah. with your dumbass boyfriend. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's a very lengthy T-shirt, but it's a good one. Yes, yes, uh, complete with all the laughs and pauses. Um, yeah. It's it's so stupid, but it's like it's such a great dumb movie. I don't know how else to describe it. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger plays a guy that works for like witness protection. Why? That makes no sense whatsoever. Um, Vanessa Williams plays uh, somebody that's like a, a high, high ranking manager or something for a weapons manufacturing facility who are creating something that's not possible because of physics. Why? No one knows it's provocative. Um, it's just so nobody like this movie has people that can actually act in it. And it's like, they forgot how acting worked. Like, <laughs> it's just so dumb, but I love it. I've loved it since I was 10 years old. Um, and I will continue to love it until I'm dead and in the cold, cold Missouri ground. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen this movie. Um, go, I, it's I like two bucks. Go rent it. <laughs> you could probably buy it for like a candy bar. I don't know. <laughs> 
just walk into McKay's and be like, can I give you this Snickers and you Here's, just hand me yeah. an eraser? Here is a half-eaten Snickers that I found in the glove box. Is this worth one copy of Eraser? <laughs> like, I'll just take it on regular DVD. And, like, it doesn't have to be Blu-ray. No. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's so stupid and over the top, but I, I love it. It's what can I say? You know, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. So that actually will do it for this week. Um, yep. As always search for us on the old internet. You can find us at geekgaragepodcast.com as well as the various social media sites, including our Facebook group, uh, for the geek garage podcast fans and members or something like that. There will be a link in the show notes. There's where you can find all of our cool stuff like polls and discussions. Uh, we also have an Etsy shop. And by we, I mean, David, I bring nothing to the table whatsoever. <laughs> uh, and that is Geek Garage Gear. Buy his stuff. It's pretty cool and fairly priced. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, support the show, support the <laughs> support show, the, support the, support the, support the show. Yeah. If you would like to support the show, you can do so for free by liking or subscribing uh, or following whatever the fuck it's called now on the various podcast apps. You can also leave us a rating or review where applicable. Uh, we do ask that you commit to the bit and give us either a one or a five. Now this middle of the road, three, four bullshit. All right. Yeah. You either love us. You hate us. There is no third option. Nope. If you'd like to support the podcast in ways that may cost you a couple of your hard earned dollars a month, we do have a Patreon tiers start at $2 and $5 and come with some pretty cool perks, including a, uh, an exclusive button and sticker set made by Mr. David Dassault. Uh, yep. that is only for patreon members as well as some other things upcoming including uh some some different access to the etsy shops and things like that we'll, we'll have some more news on that coming up yep am i forgetting anything david uh i think that'll about do it um ted thanks for taking us out and uh, listeners thanks for hanging on we appreciate you tuning in and listening hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast um hope to see you for the next one and as always be kind stay geeky and eat lots of cheesecake bye